Good morning, it's Monday, May 3rd, and this is the Herald Review's Daily Chirp Podcast. We're bringing you a closer look at one of our top stories, along with other important things going on in our community. Today, the Arizona National Guard has arrived to bring some much-needed assistance to the Cochise County Sheriff's Office. But first, a quick message from our sponsor. Hi everyone, I'm Sean Lawley from the Lawley Automotive Group, and we've stocked up on inventory at all of our dealerships. If you've been thinking about a new car, we've got the deal for you on a new Buick, GMC, Chevrolet, Ford, Kia, Hyundai, Honda, Nissan, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. You don't have to go to Tucson or Phoenix to buy a new vehicle. We're your hometown dealer since 1995. We'll beat the big city dealers in price, and our customer service is small town dealer friendly. Come into any one of the Lawley dealerships today, or shop lollycars.com and see why nobody beats a Lawley deal. Nobody. Before we begin, some local history. For years now, a group of locals has been working to preserve the storefronts on Erie Street in Lowell in memory of a slice of time in 1950s America when window shopping was a favorite Saturday outing. It has become a favorite tourist destination, and many have their photos taken by the antique cars and storefronts along the street. Album covers have been shot there, and the street was even featured in Arizona Highways magazine. Erie Street is most of what is left of Lowell, which was originally a mining town incorporated into Bisbee in the early 1900s. Much of the town's residential area was demolished to widen an open-pit copper mine. Losing most of its residents caused the commercial district to struggle, and many businesses failed. But today, volunteers are working to restore the street. So, although you can no longer see a show at Lowell's movie theater, or pay 22 cents for gasoline, the Lowell Americana Project has made it possible to experience the street as a living snapshot of another time. Today's history is brought to you by Benson Hospital. They're doing more than treating illnesses in Benson, they're building a healthier community. Benson Hospital is now collaborating with the Diaper Bank of Southern Arizona to provide diaper assistance to families in need. For more information, visit their website at bensonhospital.org. Also, the Daily Chirp podcast is giving away five Amazon Echo Dots, one every month, now through July. You can enter for your chance to win twice a day. Today's code is MAY, and find the other code word in our Daily Chirp podcast alert e-newsletter. To enter the sweepstakes, go to myheraldreview.com. Again, today's code word is MAY. Now our feature story. The Arizona National Guard has arrived to bring some much-needed assistance to the Cochise County Sheriff's Office. At least 32 members of the Guard were sent to help out. The majority have been assigned to the Sheriff's Southeast Arizona Border Region Enforcement Team. We have worked very close to figure out what are viable options to help us secure the border. Right now we have 30, I believe it is, National Guard folks coming to our county to assist us on our surveillance, assist us on our camera system, backfield non-law enforcement roles, to get my sworn deputies out into the field where they need to be. We, the, most, the more eyes and ears I can put out there along with our citizens, we're doing, we're doing well there. On Friday, Cochise County Sheriff Mark Daniels said that 22 Guard members will be monitoring the Buckeye cameras that the Sheriff's Office has along the border with Mexico. That's a key function aimed at helping authorities hold back the number of illegal crossings into the area by undocumented migrants. This all comes after Doug Ducey's announcement in mid-April where he said that Arizona would take matters into its own hands. Ducey's statement was prompted by a particular day when Arizona Department of Public Safety spotted 20 undocumented migrants in Chandler. During the incident, officials were rebuffed by both the Border Patrol and the U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement when they asked for help. Those migrants were then released back in Chandler. At the time, Ducey said that the Biden-Harris administration needs to get its head out of the sand when it comes to the crisis at our border. 
He went on to say that this lack of action defies all logic and flies in the face of the law. There's no sense of urgency or purpose in this administration. Just yesterday, I stood in front of a wide open border in Yuma, Arizona, where drug cartels, human traffickers and child sex traffickers can just stream across and take advantage of people in the worst possible situation. We need attention on this right now in Arizona. I have two United States senators, both that are a part of Vice President Harris's party mm -hmm. that are also calling for resources to the border, supportive of our state of emergency, calling up the National Guard to support mm -hmm. ICE, CBP, and the Border Patrol. That's what we need from the Biden administration, and we need it now. Then on Thursday morning, the 32 National Guard troops sent to Cochise County were given their assignments. Daniels, who was accompanied Friday by Megan Fitzgerald, Ducey's policy advisor for public safety and military affairs, said his greatest need is making sure the cameras are being watched. This needs the full force and support of the federal government. And it's not only a border crisis, it's a humanitarian crisis. We've had over 170,000 apprehensions at the southern border. This is as bad as it's been in 20 years. There's 18,000 migrant children that are in the care of the federal government, and yeah. the federal government's not a very good parent. Fitzgerald, who acts as Ducey's liaison with law enforcement and the military, spent Friday speaking to Daniels and other officials about what they need most from the governor's office. Her initial take was that things are definitely escalating with the number of crossings and the demographics of the individuals who are crossing. In March, the cameras recorded images of roughly 3,500 undocumented migrants attempting to cross the border into Cochise County. And aside from the 22 National Guard assigned to watch the Buckeye cameras, the other 10 will be helping out at the jail with clerical work and other support functions. The mission has been dubbed SAILS, State Activated Law Enforcement Support. So how did it all come together? Ducey had originally asked the federal government for support in deploying the National Guard, known as Title 32, but that did not materialize. So instead, the governor decided to declare an emergency along Arizona's four border counties and deployed the National Guard under state active duty. Meanwhile, Sheriff Daniels has been communicating regularly with Mayorkas, the U.S. Secretary of Homeland Security. He asked Mayorkas to relay a message to both the president and the vice president. The message was an ask, to change the messaging. Daniels stressed that the messaging needs to emphasize that there are actions and consequences. We continue to push, as a sheriff, I do, my team, uh, other sheriffs, to make sure that we're loud on this, that we can't avoid this. We can't sit as administration has done and avoid this problem. We have to collectively work together, state, local, and federal, for the good of all our communities, not just Cochise County. If we can do that, we can fix this. But it starts with messaging, prioritization, and number two is leaders need to lead by their oath of office, not by their political agenda. Daniel said he believes Mayorkas is doing everything he can to bring about a resolution. He says it's the only hope we have. To learn more about this story and to stay up to date on developments, visit us at myheraldreview.com. Before we continue, a quick message from our sponsors, Prestige Family Living. Today's senior living is a departure from nursing homes of the past. At Prestige Assisted Living at Sierra Vista, we love bingo, but we also love senior rodeos, ladies' night out, singing competitions, and parades. Visit NotYourGrandma'sNursingHome.com to learn more about our programming. Next, we'd like to highlight Tasty Walk and Asian Market, the first entrepreneurial venture of Jung Matranga, brought to you by Apex Network Physical Therapy in Benson and Sierra Vista. They're doing more than just treating patients. They're helping patients get back to living their daily lives. 
Using extensive knowledge, their therapists treat each patient one-on-one, -on -one, focusing on individual care. To learn more, go to apexnetworkpt.com. While Tasty Walk and Asian Market is her first entrepreneurial venture, Jung Matranga is no newcomer to Sierra Vista's Asian food scene. The new restaurateur spent six years working long hours at HANA Tokyo before becoming business partners with her former boss to create Sierra Vista's newest Asian offering. Located in the location previously occupied by Peacock Restaurant, Tasty Wok and Asian Market offers a variety of Chinese, Korean, and Japanese delicacies as well as Asian groceries. The restaurant's specialty is hot pot, a hearty Chinese dish where fresh meats and vegetables are cooked at the table in a rich broth of one's choice. Pork slices, mussels, vermicelli, napa cabbage, exotic mushrooms, and even ramen noodles make an appearance on the varied menu. For those who can withstand the heat, Matranga points out the spicy seafood ramen hot pot as one to try. The decision to not only run a restaurant, but an accompanying market, was inspired by her own experiences trying to procure Asian ingredients locally. She hopes that the groceries at Asian Market, which are supplied by several distributors out of Los Angeles, can assist others in Sierra Vista looking for authentic ingredients. Matranga also noted that while most of the groceries she carries cater to Chinese, Japanese, Vietnamese, and Korean palates, she hopes to soon offer ingredients for the Filipino and Hawaiian communities in Sierra Vista too. And as a new business owner, she has a desire to get customers the products they need, even if they are not currently offered at Tasty Walk and Asian Market. But like many other restaurants in the community, hiring has been another challenge. Beyond showing up every day for full 10-hour shifts herself, Matranga has had to put her son to work, and sometimes other family members come in to help too. Next, we're excited to highlight local athlete William Stemmler, brought to you by our sponsors, Sulphur Springs Valley Electric Cooperative. You are probably spending a lot more quality time at home these days, keeping you and your family safe. And that can present some opportunities that you usually don't experience. Like maybe laughing together at a funny movie, or screaming together at a scary movie, pitching in to make a special dinner, or maybe you're keeping in touch with friends and relatives and other places on your devices. And it just so happens that many of the activities we're sharing with each other are made possible by electricity. At Sulphur Springs Valley Electric Cooperative, we know that you are depending on us both for fun and serious needs. And we want you to know that we're here for you day and night, sunshine or storm, easygoing times or trying times like now, making sure you're getting the power that you need every day to meet your needs. For over 85 years, through all kinds of tough times, we've been there for our members. And even though you may not see us, we're here for you now. Sulphur Springs Valley Electric Cooperative, owned by those we serve. Hi, my name's William Stemmler. I'm a junior. I throw a shot put and the jab. Ask his coaches or his teammates, William Stemmler is fun to be around. But ask his opponents in javelin and shot put, uh, not so much. Deadly serious, with a total focus on one goal, being the best he can be. Stemmler has come a long way in a short time. He received his introduction to the throwing events at Buena High School as a freshman, sat out the COVID-19 season cancellation as a sophomore, and really didn't start to train and learn until this season as a junior. My sophomore year, I wasn't very good. So, and I, I don't like being not good at stuff. I like being the best that I can be. And so, you know, just the drive just to be the best. So that's, I mean, that's just why I kept doing it. So I, wanted, I wanted to get better. We have, I have a great coach, Coach Smith. You know, she's, she's phenomenal. She showed me everything I know. A lot of that productivity coincided with the arrival of Cassie Smith on the Buena campus. Head coach Roger Bristow credits Smith for her work with Stemmler and other Colts throwers. 
For Stemmler, the 6'2", 245-pounder just needed some direction, and Smith easily provided that. Smith was a standout performer at Brigham Young University. She started throwing when she was 12 years old. She was an assistant coach at Utah Valley University in the throws for a season before moving to Sierra Vista and joining the Buena track and field coaching staff. Stemmler and Smith became a perfect match. Now, Stemmler is number two among Arizona Interscholastic Association Division II shot putters. However, it's the javelin he loves. The main things Smith and Stemmler work on for the javelin are good extension, establishing a good plant leg and letting it go. Smith says he's always striving to be the best that he can be as an athlete. You know, during football, I enjoy football more, but during track, I enjoy track more. I want to focus on the sport I'm doing while I'm doing it. But other than that, I mean, it's just it's sports, school, working out, and family. That's about it, though. That's, that's, my, that's my day. Like a lot. It's, it's a great sport. It's individual, so it's, if you do bad, it's on me. He's also super contagious to be around and easy to coach. Finally, we'd like to remember the life of Anthony Lee Stewart of Miami, Arizona, and previously Sierra Vista. Anthony passed away on April 23rd in Phoenix. He loved sports, playing football and basketball for Miami and Globe schools, and also playing video games with his cousins and friends. He was a kind and loving person, always helping others and taking care of his animals. Anthony graduated from CAS High School in Sierra Vista on October 31st, 2016. He is now survived by his mother, Valerie, his father, Robert, his stepfather, Kenneth, his brothers, Robert and Joseph, and his sister, Valerie. He'll also be survived by his grandparents, Robert and Dorothy of Sierra Vista, his great-grandmother, and his many cousins, aunts, uncles, and friends. Anthony will be greatly missed. Thank you for taking a moment with us today to remember and celebrate his life. Thanks for tuning in to the Herald Review podcast today. Join us again on Tuesday. And remember, the Herald Review is here for you with local news you can trust. For more information on any of the stories you heard about today, visit us at myheraldreview.com. Right now, you can become a member starting at just $1.99 per week. We also encourage you to rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. Want to stay up to date on what's going on? Join Neighbor, your trusted neighborhood community. We asked, you answered. What is your motive for joining this forum? Neighbor Wayne said, I like the fact it's monitored and has real journalism input. The primary reason is that respectful communication is mandatory and we have it. It's hometown content. Join the conversation. Visit nabur.myheraldreview.com.